0: Welcome to the Digital Coffee Date, created and hosted by Jessica Rosado, writer, producer, content creator, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your weekly inspirational dose of incredible women who are making a powerful global footprint. Our conversations feature different women from all walks of life who share their experiences through both successes and failures alike. These stories empower and encourage the female footprint in a society originally structured for them to fail. Whether it be through philanthropy, entrepreneurship, or even the corporate ladder, women are creating a global footprint that will impact the future. This week's Digital Coffee Date is with keynote speaker and the founder and CEO of Breaking the Silence Against Domestic Violence,
1: Kristen Faith.
0: Beautiful. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: Good. I'm doing well. So happy to have you on the show today.
1: Likewise, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here and share and talk and have a great time.
0: Yes. So, Kristen, you have made it your life's mission to use your voice in a profound way. So, tell us what your company, Breaking the Silence Against Domestic Violence, is all about.
1: Our organization started on Facebook 11 days after I left an abusive relationship. And I credit it to God, the reason why I started this Facebook page, simply because I didn't have social media when I was in that situation. And so I shared my restraining order about six months after creating the page and really just wanted to give people a voice and give them an opportunity to feel heard and After sharing my story, people literally all around the world, from South Africa to Wichita, Kansas, to the UK, to New York City, to everywhere in between, um, people were writing in and asking to share their story. And I realized that the space that Break the Silence has given to people really allows people to feel heard and connected. And so The idea of our organization is to give people a voice and to provide services that are really unique from what our shelter partners offer. So we are a pretty unique organization with a really unique message, and ultimately an organization that's filled with survivors that was created by survivors. So that's a little bit about Break the Silence.
0: That's amazing. So, you know, you had said that you had left um, an abusive relationship. What was, you know, the actual catalyst for you that led you to create the, you know, you said you created a Facebook page, but what was it that made you say, okay, I want to take what happened to me and take it to the next level and help others?
1: Well, as unique as this sounds, there was a lot of abuse in that relationship, And the last straw, I would say, was when the person who abused me bit my arm, where I now have a tattoo that says, I found peace in BTS. And what's funny now is that BTS is a Korean boy band. Oh, my God. (laughs) um, (laughs) But... I remember that moment when he bit my arm and it left a giant bruise. And there were other things in that relationship that were way worse than that particular situation. I remember walking out of his place and literally hearing a voice that said, Kristen, if you stay in this relationship, your life is only going to spiral out of control. And I remember going home and telling my mom what happened to me. And this was the first time that I ultimately broke my silence and told her everything. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I need to get a restraining order, and I need to do something about it." And so I created a Facebook page, and it started with me sharing quotes and inspirational messages. And eventually, I built up enough courage to share my own story. And it kind of just was a giant ripple effect of positive positivity and love and, just support from people all around the world.
0: Wow. So it's almost like you created this stemming from almost your own healing process of just wanting to get the message out there. Oh,
1: absolutely. One of the things that I tell people often when they ask, like, why break the silence or what was your vision behind creating this organization? And my first answer has always been that I created this organization based on what I would have wanted as a survivor. And the whole idea of survivors supporting survivors, that's really where um, our organization's mantra comes in. And so when I was in my situation, I had no idea what resources were available. And I wanted to be connected with other survivors because I felt that I didn't know anyone that was going through this. I thought I was the only person that experienced something like this. I was uneducated about domestic violence. And ultimately, I wanted to provide that same type of support for other people just like me. And so I created programs that connected women like our Survivor Sister Retreat. Um, I was blessed when I was in college to receive a lot of scholarships through competing in pageants and different things like that. Um, So we provide scholarships for survivors and their children who are pursuing an education. Um, We also have like conferences that we do. We have a speakers bureau that we run. Um, There's a lot of unique services within BTS ADV that ultimately fill in the gap in services of what shelters offer.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I think there's something really powerful in the idea of community, of having support, of having people around you. Um, And I think that's important. And in something like that, when someone experiences domestic violence, I myself have, you know, gone through that same thing. And, And you, when you come out of it, you do feel very, I am alone, you know, I don't know, you know, anyone that has gone through these things or, you know, you just don't know the resources that are out there. You don't, you don't even know how to begin, you know, a healing process per se, because Mm -hmm. you're just like, how do I bounce back from this? How do I come out of this? You know, it's almost like that, the shock of trauma, um and in essence it is and i think what you've done is incredible and you know something that is so valuable and so important not only to have you know a place where women can find resources but also have a sense of community have sisters you know that that you know have gone through things like that and can provide help and assistance in these kinds of situations i'm curious you know what impact have you personally seen your mission have on other women
1: oh gosh it really leaves me speechless every time i think about that type of question um, even looking at the organization from just social media and seeing the giant impact that we've made, um, just to give you a couple of examples, um, we started doing our Survivor Sister retreat in 2013. Um, since then, I believe we've offered seven retreats all across, I would say all across the country, just because it it's been offered in California now in Colorado, but um, there have been hundreds of women who have applied for this program. And the impact has been breathtaking seeing these women come so defeated, feeling broken, feeling alone. Um, You could even see it in their body language that they feel like, well, no one's going to get me. Um, And many times these women are coming not knowing anybody. And I know for me, I get nervous when I'm in a room of people that I don't know. And so being at a weekend retreat, slumber partying it up with fellow survivors is really nerve wracking. But the impact that we make in those short days with these women blows my Mm -hmm. mind, I get so nervous every time we host this retreat, for some reason, I don't know why. But Women have came to this retreat literally crying the entire time, and by the end of the retreat, these women literally have their head held high. They're supporting other women. They're hugging. They're laughing. Um, they're sharing their experiences. Um, these women turn into advocates. They become volunteers of our organization. Um, they become spokespersons for our organization in their own community. They go out and they tell people about this program. They recruit other survivors to come to this program. Um, one particular story, just because I was recently looking at her photo in 2016, one of our survivor sisters, her name is Megan Um, came to our retreat. She has one hell of a story and she is actually now our helpline coordinator. So when survivors call into our helpline, they uh, talk to one of our advocates either Monday, all the way from Monday through Sunday afternoon, evening. Megan helps oversee a team of survivors who answer these phone calls. Um, So the impact has been Tremendous. I mean, I can tell you stories all day long about the amazing women who have walked through this program. It's it's really just amazing.
0: You're just witnessing like beautiful transformation stories. Oh yes. In essence. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So what things have you learned about yourself in creating your platform? Oh
1: gosh, that that's a good one. Um, <laughs> one of the thing I feel like I'm still learning. And one of the greatest things about this work is it's constantly evolving. And for some people that's nerve wracking in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I'm at in my own journey, I think that that also makes a difference of my own learning abilities. I remember when I started the organization, Um, I was so close minded of how to run this organization. I felt like, oh, I know all the answers and I'm doing it right. Um, But in reality, I, I don't have all the answers. And I had to learn that there are so many other people in this world that know much more than I do in whatever capacity of this organization. And it's really important, especially as an entrepreneur to you know, keep an open mind that, mm-hmm. Hey, you may not be proficient at social media. So go find someone who's better than you and have them a part of your circle mm-hmm. who can share in that same mission and that same, um, passion of this cause. And so, um, one of the things that I've learned is be open to learning and be open to getting feedback and be open to being humble yes. because that is, uh That has been a game changing thing for me because I make mistakes, I am flawed and I don't have all the answers. So I look to my team for answers if I don't have the answers and if collectively we don't have the answers then I will go out and find the answers. And just being able to say that is a huge step in my own leadership journey um, simply because eight years ago, that wasn't me.
0: That's so, you know, it's so funny because as you were speaking, the first thing that I thought of was the word humility. And I think it's, you know, something that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, when you're in the trenches of owning your own business, there are so many lessons you learn. And I think it does, it kind of puts us through this you know, eating this piece of humble pie per se, where, you know, we're just, we're, we're learning what's happening as we go. And you kind of realize a lot about yourself. And in that you realize a lot of good things, but you also do realize, like you said, we're human, we're flawed. So you realize the things that, maybe you're not the best at maybe you're not the greatest at but i think it was so wonderful that you you hit it right on the head where you said you know just because you you don't do this said thing well go find someone who does mm-hmm. you know and and have that person be a part of you know your your circle and i absolutely love that because you know, there's strength in numbers, and we see that across so many different things. Even with your own platform, you know that sense of community and and a group and and bringing women together. And I think that should translate on so many different facets, including business.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely a process. It's definitely yeah. a journey. And for me to sit here and say, Hey, I don't know everything I openly tell my team that like, Hey, guys, I know that you think I may know all of the answers, but I didn't go to school for nonprofit management nor did I go to school for social work. I actually went to school to be a journalist, just like you. (laughs) (laughs) And so I am am great at speaking, I enjoy, you know, talking to people and things like that. Um, So this really is an opportunity for me to learn and to grow and to see what I'm good at and really, you know, just share in that space with other people who are good at those things. Yeah.
0: So What would you say has been the most challenging part about owning your own business?
1: Well, I can, I can speak from where we're at right now with the organization. Um, you know, when people come into a new company for like, maybe let's just say they're working at Target. I love Target. They're working at Target. They, they're you know, they interviewed, they're excited, they're wearing their red and tan clothes, and they go in for their first day of training. Well, Target has the resources Mm -hmm. to be able to have HR departments and all sorts of compliance things. They've been around for years and years. And so when someone someone goes into a company like Target, um, they're going to get A to Z policies and procedures on how to do whatever position there is known to mankind in that store. One of the things that people don't talk about as much, at least I don't see it, um, is like, what does it take to really run a company effectively? So for our nonprofit, one of the things that we are currently experiencing is policy creation and improving our our practices of how to improve the day-to-day of the organization. And so when someone comes in, they're going to get paperwork, just like Target. They're going to get the protocol, the procedures, and all those good things. Mm -hmm. But let's just say it's a Tuesday and something hits the fan. And oh my gosh, we don't have that policy in place. Now we have to go back and create that policy after the fact. And so one of the things about entrepreneurship is that very much so, like I said a second ago, we don't have all the answers. Right. And so for a brand new company, you're kind of learning as you go, like you mentioned. And so sometimes you're going to learn that, oh, wait, here's a roadblock. How do I, what's the answers to get over that roadblock or through that roadblock. Right. Um, and how does that even work? What other policies and procedures or things does my company need because there isn't like a checklist from A to Z of what things you do need, because every company is different. So um, I would say right now in the present moment, um, not knowing what's next, meaning, okay, we're growing and we know that we're, we help a lot of people. Um, but what other things do we need as an organization that we don't know about that maybe other organizations or other nonprofits have been doing this work? or doing just work in general for the last 20, 50, 100 years, um, they've created policies and systems to make their organization work very effectively. But even those organizations find that, oh, okay, we need to update our systems. Um, so really the internal stuff is a, uh, a work in progress.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to have the mentality and the, the, the frame of mind that, that says, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, it's almost like this tenaciousness where it's just like, we're going to figure it out. You know, like we don't, we don't just, we don't just close up shop and go, well, here's, here's a challenge we didn't foresee that's done. So it's, it's very important to have that kind of, you know, mentality. And I think that you are doing that and have done that very well. So, um, on a Women's worth podcast, you know, we talk about this current societal shift where more and more women are speaking out about things like domestic violence. So how does breaking the silence against domestic violence empower those sorts of
1: conversations? Well, that's a, I love all your questions, by the way. You're so awesome. You're so <laughs> great. Um, Break the Silence is a space that gives people the opportunity to talk about heavy topics. And one of my favorite things that I've said since the beginning of time when it came to this organization was we make it cool to talk about it. And so whether it's having kids curse in our social media campaigns, whether it's holding signs of... People standing with us with our campaigns, whether it's wearing t shirts that say break the silence against domestic violence, whether it's, you know, just going out and wearing a hoodie that says break the silence, that in itself is what I would call making it cool to speak about this issue. So, not necessarily for anyone out there. I mean, I guess the best way for me to say this is no matter what your cause is. Make it cool for young people to connect with the cause, whether it's domestic violence, sexual assault, homelessness, human trafficking, childhood cancer, it, whatever the cause is. The younger people in our world, Gen Xers or X, Y, I don't know what the heck they're called. Yeah, I think they're um, Gen
0: Zs now. <laughs> Gen Z, whatever level they're they? at. Um, <laughs> Need a fact check I, this.
1: <laughs> L- little bit of a side note, I was at an event, um, or a presentation actually for healthy relationships. And it was at a middle school and the presenter who was literally my age said, Hey kids, are you guys on Facebook? And everyone's like, "Ew, no, that's for old people. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me, I am not old. Um, so we just have to get creative in the way that we engage people in social causes. I mean, we see, um, kids out there are marching for climate change. Like this, there are young people who are making it cool to have a cause that they can stand behind. And so for Break the Silence in particular, we want to do whatever it takes for people to listen. Because I believe that this issue is 100% curable. And we just have to get people to care.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Well, just like you loved my question. I loved your answer.
1: (laughs) That was was amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I have um, younger brothers and they actually told me that the other day they were like, no one's doing Facebook. What are you, what are you doing? (laughs) I was like, wait, (laughs) they're not. (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, this is news to me, you know? And it's, it's so true. Like, you know, we, we have to be able to connect with the younger generation generations on these topics that matter in a way that they can engage with. And that's incredibly Mm -hmm. important. Um, To push these issues forward and bring these conversations to the table. Now, along with your platform, you're also a keynote speaker. I mean, you're a creative at heart. You've got so many other things going on. So what direction are you looking to take your company or, you know, keynote speaking and the things that you do? What are you looking toward in the
1: future? Sure. Well, on November 1st, I actually launched my own company called Christian Faith. And it's been a work in progress. With creating this new company, basically what uh, my vision is for it is to, of course, promote my personal brand of Christian Faith and really just branching out. Um, when I became a public speaker with the organization, it kind of just fell on my into my lap. And it started with me sharing my story. And as time evolved, I noticed that organizations or businesses were more interested in me sharing how I created this organization and what we do and how they could implement our practices into their workplaces. So it really turned into like a best practices type of conversation. So I always told myself that it's, you know, as a survivor, my story is, was bad. Um, but for a lot of speakers, it's, or, you know, going in front of an audience, a lot of people, um, when they look at me at first, when I'm out there speaking, you can't tell that I was a victim simply because people see a pretty lady standing on stage, telling her story about an unhealthy situation. Um, and it's not shocking. And so for me, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just a survivor who has a story, but I'm a survivor that is thriving. And I'm a woman who is much more than domestic violence. And I went through this entire journey last year of really trying to find myself, I moved to Colorado, and um, was really in a space of trying to figure out, well, who am I? because this was the first time that I moved away from my hometown and it was the first time to really just figure out who I was. And so I spent an entire year of like getting into prayer, finding myself with God, like trying to find my faith and trying to figure out. And that's why I go by Christian faith is believing in myself because I believe in so many Things and I believe in so many people and their potential, what they can bring to this planet. Um, And so, the vision with Christian Faith is to give myself a voice and, on top of that, bring value to other people with everything that I know and what I've been able to achieve with the organization because I am more than domestic violence, I am more than break the silence against domestic violence. And so over the next several months, and over the next year, and everything in between, um, I will be slowly launching new initiatives and programs within that space to uh, work more closely with people and to give them the resources that I know. Um, I always tell people that I'm an open book, and I'm willing and able to answer any questions that people have. And so just providing that space for them on another platform is, is what uh, is next for me.
0: That's wonderful. So if someone wants to connect with you, how would they go about doing that?
1: Well, they can go to Um I also have a, I guess it's called a like page. I never really understood why, like what or the fan page is. I don't know if that's the, the actual. For Facebook? For Facebook. Yeah. So I have So I have a fan page and that's Kristen faith. Basically you can just find me on any, any platform. I don't have Twitter, but Kristen faith is a good place to start.
0: All right. Good, good. So I always like to close our digital coffee dates with advice or words of wisdom. So what would you say to someone who's gone through a difficult time and feels they don't have what it takes to start a business or, you know,
1: new passion project of their own? Well, the first thing I did want to say was that's BS. And I wanted to say the actual word, but I don't know if I could. So <laughs> well, we'll keep it um, at the BS
0: for now. <laughs> say,
1: okay, let's say it's BS. Um, and the reason why is, you know, our biggest critic is ourselves. And I am a living testimony, even though I've created this organization, um, and it's doing successful things, and it's wonderful. And a lot of people know about it. When it came to starting my own personal brand, my own personal business, I doubted myself so much. I told myself that it It wasn't worth creating. Who's going to want to subscribe to my personal stuff? Who's going to want my services? Who's this? Who's that? What if? What that? And I doubted myself so much in my abilities. And it's really surprising to a lot of people. But what I will say is you have to take that leap of faith and literally my name is kristen faith and i needed to have that faith in believing in myself that anything and everything is possible so if someone is listening and they're telling themselves that they don't have the the resources to do it let me tell you that there are resources out there that you can do it when i started break the silence i literally started by funding the organization myself i um literally sold t-shirts out of the trunk of my car. And I flipped those t-shirts and was able to buy more t-shirts so I can then buy brochures for the organization. So if there is a will, there is a way. If you're continually doubting yourself that you're not going to do this or that, you're going to doubt yourself for the rest of your life. Um, So my best recommendation for anyone who has a vision, who has passion in whatever it is, whether it's dog walking, creating a t-shirt company, whether it's being a public, speaker there are resources and avenues for you to achieve anything and everything you want in life Um, and as cliche as that sounds I am living testament to everything that I said that I was going to do in these last eight years I've done it and for everything that I'm going to do in the next eight years I am going to do it just watch.
0: Man I just got hot over here that was amazing (laughs) goodness You know, I, I myself get inspired having these conversations. And, you know, the whole point of the platform is to be able to inspire others. And, you know, women need to hear these things because it's not just, you know, cliches. It's, it's real life. And, you know, you do have what it takes, you know, you do have whether, you know, whatever, if it's something you're passionate about, it doesn't matter what you've been through, what you're going through, you're going To do it. Yeah. You know, and you have the ability to do it. Um, And I mean, what we've seen here, just, you know, in your story alone, Kristen, is amazing. And so, you know, it was so, so wonderful chatting with you and, you know, learning just even more about you. Um, and just the amazing woman that you are and the impact you're truly making and you're going to continue to make. So I'm so happy that you came on the show today and we
1: look forward to seeing all of the good stuff that you've got going on. Thanks. It was such a pleasure to be here and I wish you the absolute best in every initiative that you do. I am just so proud to even know you and humbled to know you and watch your journey unfold. And if I can be of any service, um, feel free to reach out.
0: Thank you for listening to the digital coffee date where inspiration ignites meaningful action. Be sure to visit the digitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing digital community.